0: to thank jtl construction run by three former wrestlers jeff leonard jason Effner, my co-founder of wrestlers and business network and mike mclaughlin started in 2004 they the total project excellence from concept to completion general contractors construction management development third-party project management and these guys former wrestlers former coaches actually I, th- I think jeff still coaches wonderful guys and supporters of the uh saint ed's program and the great greg Urbus. we want to thank jtl construction reach out to them at built by again jason Effner, mike mclaughlin and jeff leonard thanks so much jtl Blood Time, the podcast that speaks to the bond, the emotion between coach and athlete at the interscholastic and intercollegiate level. Each interview, each segment will reveal that bond and what was learned, how they were transformed, and what each athlete took to the world at large from that transformation. These stories will warm your heart and astound you all together, submitted for your approval. Now it is blood time. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. I'm so happy to be here today. Last, I, I, I got to thank my last two guests, wrestling royalty. I actually had a two-time and a one-time NCA champion brothers, the Milkoviches, Pat and uh, Tom Milkovich, in studio. Uh, last week, as well as three-time, both three-time state champions at Ohio State. I mean, for uh, the the state of Ohio, and also both Hall of Famers inducted into the Michigan State Hall of Fame. Amazing stories, fantastic philosophies, and. Uh, Wrestling royalty from the Milkovich family. Thank you to Tom and Pat Milkovich. Today I have more wrestling royalty, but this wrestling royalty originated, uh, I believe, in Long Island, New York, and then matriculated at the Penn State University and represented us at uh, the Olympic Games twice. A two-time NCAA champion, a Dan Hodge winner, as well as uh, recently the head uh, wrestling coach at both Stanford and University of Maryland, the Terrapins. Kerry McCoy, how are you Kerry? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, Kerry, I'm so blessed uh you're my third two-time NCA champion uh on uh on the podcast. We had Gabe Dean originally and then Pat Milkovich, and now you, uh champion in 90 what, 4 and 97, correct? Yep, yep. I love it. I love it. Well, I know that you beat some wrestling royalty as well to, to make uh, the world teams. I think you beat uh, the amazing Stephen Neal. Am I correct?
1: Yep, yeah. We had some battles throughout our careers in uh, 2000 and 2001. world team spots that I won, and he won in 99. So yep. we had some, uh, some epic battles.
0: Well, he was an amazing guy. I, I have a good connection to Stephen Neal. His uh, agent, Neal Cornrich, who got him on the uh, New England Patriots, He's a dear friend of mine and uh, a graduate. We both graduated from our high schools uh, the same year and been friends ever since. And uh, he tells amazing stories about Stephen Neal as a football player. Crazy, crazy transition, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. He uh, Yeah, he's, uh, this story is just so crazy because,
0: you know, he made the decision, but it was all kind of like he didn't play football in college. Right, so not a down. That it really isn't that crazy when
1: you think about you know the type
0: of person he is. Yep. Um, because he's so such a hard worker, so dedicated, and um, you know you know he's going to succeed at a high level. Well, it, to to put a bow on that conversation, Belichick calls him his hardest working ever. Now th- think about yeah. that. Think about that. So Amazing. you so you yeah. beat you beat the hardest working New New England Patriot ever and a two time Super Bowl champion, my friend. So that's great stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no,
1: it's uh, very blessed to have, have had some, some cool things happen in my career.
0: Yeah, and you also beat Tully Thompson and uh, Stephen Mako, too, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty good list of people. And, you know, I, I always credit all those guys
0: because they made me better. I knew that, you know, I go back to Tully. Right. And
1: we Had to be on every time cause I couldn't slack and, and, and
0: get so, it, it well I'll tell you what Kerry, when I first watched you wrestle I I was uh, fortunate enough to see you and I, I just saw a, a transformation of the heavyweight class uh, you were the first true in my estimation true, Athlete. I mean, I I grew up with Chris Taylor. <laughs> you know, I, I was in that era when I, you know, when when everybody was three four hundred pounds, and you looked like a hundred and you know, hundred fifty seven pounder, hundred sixty five pounder out there wrestling yeah. like you know what I mean? It was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I I mean I appreciate
1: that, and I think um, you know there were a couple people before me that I think would
0: definitely uh, lay the foundation. Kurt Angle. You oh know, yeah.
1: Well- Yep. And um, you know, I, I I competed against both those guys internationally and um they they definitely were. I mean Kurt was you know, I think the story was when he won his, his second title he was
0: Yeah, Kurt was an incredible athlete, and what an amazing uh, story, right? That uh, he he transitioned into entertainment and did did just as well
1: in entertainment
0: as he did amateur wise, which obviously is not real wrestling, but it is it is it is an amazing thing when you think about it. The what what that that uh, entertainment area has created for our for our culture.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and I think the biggest thing for him, I mean, you know, the the amount of wear and tears on your body from amateur wrestling and then you, know, you add jumping off of six feet ring ropes and you know yep. crashing into into chairs and and things like that i mean his body was uh i mean he he pushed his body to limit as an amateur but the professional entertainment side he uh he really really went through the ringer and for him to for him to be able to do it for so long at such a high level it's just uh it's just a true credit to the character and the dedication that he has and um be able to call him a
0: friend as well yes well you know and then also too locally we had uh, tommy Rollins, who didn't do oh, too, yeah. too didn't, do, didn't do too bad either and when i first saw him in high school i said oh my god this is a heavyweight you know he wrestled like 103 pounder it was amazing yeah tommy uh, tommy, uh you know again i you just listed, i had an
1: opportunity to get to know tommy real well we recruited him coming out of high school and then well, through the years really get to know him and his family and um you know, one of his uh, close friends growing up was on the team at Penn State, Ross Thatcher, and you sure. know, going back and coaching at Ohio State. And so, I got to know Tommy real well. Competed against him a little bit, a couple of a couple of U.S. Open World Team Trials events. And, um, and yeah, he was he was he was solid. He was one of those guys that you know, really get mobile, heavyweight, skill, high skill level. You know, but most important, just a great person. And um, and that goes on today with what he's doing in his professional life. And, you know, again fortunate to have a relationship with uh with guys like that that you know not only were great athletes but great people and you know make the sport and this world
0: better yeah that's what this is all about too blood time is about that transformative moment when the athlete and the coach bond become family and that that athlete evolves into something special and so i, I you know you are something special carrie we are blessed to have you on i mean not only as an as a high school and collegiate athlete and then international athlete, but also as a phenomenal coach, it's two amazing universities. And now in your new, uh, your, your new adventure, but I want to talk about that blood time moment for you. I mean, you've been surrounded. I mean, literally you were like the golden era of, of, uh, you know, heavyweight wrestling in our country, but there had to be that special coach or coaches that really connect, you really connected with that, transformed Carrie McCoy into who Carrie McCoy is today. And I was, I just going to turn it over to you and, 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 and share with us, uh, who that may or who that, who those persons may have been. Yeah. You
1: know, I appreciate that. Thanks for the question. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, especially in the last few years that my faith got stronger, I realized that, you know, of this is it's all it's all part of God's plan for me and, and sure. um, you know he, he gives me with certain talents and abilities and, and most importantly he put certain people in my life that made, made a big difference and um, so I give credit to God first because sure. without him none of it would be possible. Um, I start off with my high school coach Mike Boccozzi. Okay. Mike Boccozzi an All-American at, at Iowa State and he just he was the definition of, of a servant, leader, coach. I mean the things he would do for, for our team You know, whether it was taking us to competitions or letting us train in a certain way. And, like, one time I remember our senior year, we we had our senior trip, and we had a match. The senior trip was, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We had a match Friday night, so we weren't going to be able to go. And he said he made a deal with the seniors. And the three of us at the time,
0: he said, okay, we'll wrestle Friday night. And it was a ski trip about four or five hours away. Wow. And um, he's like, you guys can't ski, but I'll drive you up.
1: And, um, you know, he drove us up to, to the... The senior trip and drop us off, you know, and that type of commitment that he had. So he would do things like that. And that just showed one, you right. know, the athlete relationship, but really just that being able to have that servant heart. And, and that's something that really stuck with me throughout my entire career. Um, you know, next, my, my college coaches, John Frito and and Oishi were the head coach and assistant coach. And, they were just incredible because again, building off that servant leadership type, just willing to do everything they could, but really connecting, you know, being able to serve, but then also having high standards and high expectations. And that's something that really made a difference in my in my career to this day and in my personal life as well. So those guys were, were huge factors in all the assistant coaches that I had at Penn State through the years and then
0: I love that, Carrie, because that's uh, you're talking about spiritual excellence, and it just comes through in the servant uh, mentality. And I, I love that too, because we surely, uh, particularly, you know, I'm a high school wrestling co- head head coach at Chagrin Falls High School. I surely don't do it for the money, so I do it for the love, you know, and for the spirit of it. But more importantly, you know, it it set, it sets a tone, and it sets a culture. And culture is so important in any organization that's successful. But it's also about not only the coaches, and we were blessed to have a three-time NCAA champion, a three-time world champion uh, on our seventh episode, Lee Kemp. And Lee talked about, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, Lee Kemp, man. I mean, uh, here we go, right? And he talked about his drill partner in college who was an average to above-average wrestler and Lee took, you know, beat him pretty much to death every day. But that kid came back, that guy came back every day and gave Lee everything he could. And he said he was as instrumental as anybody else in his development. And I was wondering, is there any of that special drill partner or special teammate that just really affected you as well?
1: Yeah, and again, you know, I go back, there's, there's so many to, uh, to point out. You know, I'll be here all day to name everybody.
0: But right. I Really so, my, my in high school, um,
1: and, you know, everything for me obviously goes back to high school and, and the foundation that I was set there. So, one of my, my best workout partners was uh, he was a guy old, his name was Nick Hall, and sure. old Dominion. He, was, he was an all
0: American at Old Dominion. Okay, um, he was a cadet world champion in freestyle back when in high school, but he
1: was, um, he was a guy that you know beat me from uh, from here and there throughout my, my high school career, but he also helped me he wasn't one of those guys that just beat up on you and then just take off. He would he would teach and he would learn and he know, help me to learn and help me to grow and sure. throughout, I started wrestling in seventh grade so he's a year older than me and from start to finish, you know, he was always there as somebody that, that I can lean on and learn from and I give the, the, the best credit to him. When I was a junior, he was a senior, I was ranked, I ended up being ranked second in the state and the guy that was ranked first in the state was in our section right. and in New York, he only went, only the second chance back then went to the state championship. so, I um, you know, I had to, to go to the states and and he took the time and he came and I and I hadn't done this before, you know, as far as scouting and game planning I just went out and wrestled. Okay. And he took the time to to come up with a you know, specific game plan. We went and we scouted this guy. We watched him wrestle a couple of matches and we would go back and we'd work on the thing that we had a set game plan. And I don't necessarily know if you know, how the game plan itself, you know, played out in the match. I ended up getting a reversal with like a man left in the third and rode him out to win, beat him two one. Awesome. But. You know, and putting that energy and that focused energy is something that, that he taught me back then and, and that was really significant because you know and, and my coaches had that same impact too but really when it's a teammate someone that's on the work that has that success
0: yep. um, he, he he really put a, a foundation for me so he was one of the
1: most influential partners that I've had and then um, I had another high school teammate named John Lange who was Okay. And John, was, he, John was a 145 pounder. He was state champ at 145 out of state champ at 177. But that was my main workout partner. So I was, at any
0: given day, I was 25, 30 pounds heavier than him. Right. He worked out just about every day in practice.
1: And, you know, so having him, and he's two years younger than me, he's 30 pounds lighter than me, and he he was there. And then he ended sure. up, you know, coming to college. He came to Penn State with, with uh, after I did. So we were teammates in college and high school. And ironically you enough, know, he lived in the East Bay. And um, so when I was out here, the first time in the Bay Area, Yep. he uh, he was here. Now I'm coming back, so I'm going to be able to reconnect with him. But he was such a significant person, um, you know, in the tail end because, you know, Nicky was putting the beatings on me earlier yep. and then helped me. And then when I got to that point where I was kind of getting beatings for some of the younger guys, John was the one that was would help. We would him in three three state titles. He was a Big Ten champion, All-American at Penn State. So those are two guys that really set the foundation earlier. Um, through college, I had some great partners. You know, I mean, just two men name all the guys at Penn State. Um,
0: sure. So the, the one that I say popped out, you know, John and Russ Hughes. They were twins. John was a four-time Pennsylvania State champ. Russ was a two-state
1: champ, and um, they were from Pennsylvania. The two farm boys that came up and were kicking butt and had a lot of success in high school. And um, when I when I was my first day on campus, um they kind of took me under their wing, and and. uh said, hey, we're, you know, we're going to put what we need to do to help you be successful, and they were my hosts and my recruiting visit to Penn State, so I had a pretty good connection with them, and then they were to so many other members of the team, but they were partners that they would, uh, you know, they would put it on me pretty good, my first, and, um, you know, techniques, I learned a, a slide by, Jeff Prescott was really good with slide by, and those guys, I didn't think uh, it was rough, They taught me
0: a slide by, and that ended up being one of my, my top Oh, you were, yeah, you were definitely beautiful with that slide by. There's no question about it. I mean, you you perfected that, and I want to I want to come back to that, but also too want to talk a little bit about your uh, next adventure uh, and your coaching career. But we're gonna take a little bit of a break, Carrie, and we'll be back in about half a minute. All right, sounds good. I want to thank Serve Pro of Beachwood, our newest sponsor, and Jack Coslin, the owner. They serve all of Northeast Ohio, not just Beachwood. They specialize in disaster cleanup that leaves your home or office like new, like it never happened. Blood and water damage, fire, mold, and they say even blood and guts. Not just any Serve Pro. Seek out Serve Pro of Beechwood. That's Serve Pro Beechwood, Shaker Heights, Cleveland Heights.com, 216 464 4498. Operated by a former Allstate State from Beechwood, we love Serve Pro of Beechwood. Are you looking for that great suit or sports outfit made out of the finest fabrics and made to measure tailoring? JA Custom Clothing, Tailoring and Alteration will come to your home or office and give you that fashion statement that you will be known for. Call JA Custom Clothing and the owner, Joseph Alberstadt, at 216 513 6165. That's JA Custom Clothing. 216-513-6165. And we're back with two-time NCAA champion and Olympian Kerry McCoy. Carrie, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good time. Yes, indeed. We're really here. I love the stories and the names and the. Oh my God! What you are just surrounded by the most incredibly talented and quality uh, people in our sport, and that uh, that then. Uh, helped you uh, become a coach. I mean, obviously you wrestled for, for our country uh, internationally. Uh, I believe you were a Pan-American champion. Uh, you were a, a, a world uh, silver medalist and then wrestled for us in the Olympics. After your, um, after your international career, uh, you went into coaching and became the head coach at Stanford and then at Maryland. Talk a little bit about how you were inspired to do that and then maybe some of the successes that you had there. Yeah, you know it's um it's pretty awesome because
1: the um you know the great thing about our sport is to to be able to train and at a high level um you know you have to be around it and so right for me during my competitive career I was coaching you know I've been assistant coach and you know doing that stuff and it was just giving me the opportunity to, to develop my skills while I was competing so once I stopped competing you know I I, I wanted to take to the next level and and, and really where when I, I talk about the transition. From after to coach, it was after my sophomore year um, you know, in college, I won, I won the NCAA tournament. And, you know, obviously when you have a little bit of success, you get some interest in camps and clinics and to make, you know, do things and work and be counselors and things like that. And, right. you know, I just, I fell in love with just helping people and, and, and growing and teaching. You know, during that summer, I think that summer I, I probably did, you know, 10 or 15 camps, you know, across the country. And I just loved being able to teach. To spark the the idea of being a coach, um, as I said, to, to
0: compete and train at a high level, it's a, it's a natural transition to be in a coaching position to sure. uh,
1: you know to be around it all the time. So right. That was a Right, and when when I went to Lehigh, he knew that part of uh, my transition was just going to be to learn. So that that year from 04 to five, I really stepped it up, and I just said, Hey, I need to learn as much as I can in this year, so I can be ready for when that you know when an opportunity comes. And um, so he, he took me under his wing again in a different capacity than as a coach. You know, he was as a mentor in fundraising and 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 recruiting and just organizational structure and planning and. And, you know, and I, I, I got those lessons from all of my coaches on how to do things and how to do things at a high level. Sure. So that, that last year was just, uh, you know, galvanized effort to really be ready because I you know, felt like I didn't know where the opportunity was going to come, but I wanted to make sure I was ready. And you know, fortunately through that year, um, obviously, our Lehigh teams are doing really well. And I, I guarded some, some interest and I had a few opportunities and. You know, ended up on the uh, on the West Coast at Stanford, which you know, I'd always kind of been enamored with Stanford, the success of their athletic department
0: as, as a as a whole. Oh, absolutely. In, yep. In 2000, in the Olympic Village,
1: they had uh, in our in our little rec area in, in uh, Team USA area, they had a flag and it had a bunch of signatures on it. So I remember walking up to it and saying, "Oh, well, you know, they signed a flag." And the person was like, "No, no, no, this is a Stanford flag." Right. And there were like 15 to 20 people from Stanford. Representing us in the, in the Olympics back in 2000, so I knew that the level of, of expertise and Patricia Miranda, who lives USA Wrestling first, actually the first female Olympic medalist ever because she wrestled for the bronze in in 04. She was a Stanford alum, and sure. I got to know uh, some of the other guys and, and wrestlers from Stanford. So I just knew it was a place that I would I would want to be, and, and if I had the opportunity, so that's how I got started and came out here and we had a had a great time and you know the the resources and the, and the connections and the well. ability to recruit the best and brightest athletes and students in the, in
0: the world. So, well, that's the, and, you know, kind of kick off. yeah, and Stanford, that's the, that's the true scholar athlete. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. I mean, you have to, you know, my, my uh, nephew, Matt Guerrero is the defensive coordinator for Duke football. And so he, he has the same thing on the East coast in Duke, very similar, yeah. very similar yeah. mentality of the quality of individual that they're attracting there to play, uh, you know, sports at that level. And so you you know, and, and the other thing too is with Stanford, you get a really bright guy or 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 or, or woman to, to to play the sport there. And so I'm gonna ask you a question. Let let let's pretend we're back at Stanford and I'm your top recruit. And I and I'm asking you my, my question to you, Carrie, is Carrie, you've wrestled the greatest of your generation, and what what special moment, what connection, what aha moment cre- was created in your mind when you knew that you could beat a Stephen Neal or a Stephen Macho or a Telly Thompson? What, what is that feeling like? What, what, what is that technique? What is that combination of things that gets you? Because those guys are as good as you on uh, any given day. And yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? How do you do that? What, what is in, what is the mentality and what is the physicality of that? That makes you that, that better, that, that much better. Yeah.
1: That's, that's awesome. That's a great question. You know, and, I, and again, I go back to, you know, God given, God given talent, God given, given abilities, God given, you know, circumstances and atmosphere. And I think that's hmm. really what it is. And, you know, for me, I, 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 I talk about it all the time and, it, it's not, and I don't want to make it oversimplified, but it's not rocket science for me. It was just, I, I worked as hard as I could work to be the best that I could be. And I trust that when I went out and competed, yes. you know, that I was I was going to perform at the level that I prepared to. So I always tell people, you know, you take in preparation. It, and it, it's cliche in a sense, but it's so true. It's like you control what you can control. So the only thing I can sure. control is being as prepared as I can be sure. when I go out there. Um, you know, we talked earlier about being able to scout your opponents and it comes to a game plan. That's a big part of it. So I knew that I did. You know, if I'm wrestling Stephen you Neal, know, I know the big double's coming, so I've got to make sure I keep my feet moving and keep distance and don't let them set. Right. You know? I know his foot sweep is coming, so I got to keep this leg forward and make sure that I'm moving around in control position. I a wrestling Tolly Thompson, he's going to be a monster and so strong and snap my head off the mat a few times. So I got to be ready to weather the storm and be able to take my opportunity. So yep. you know, having those game plan things, having those 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 opportunities to you know be able to be successful in, in different situations is the foundation. But really, the uh, the bottom line is is doing everything you can on a daily basis to be the best you can be and you know when you go out there you just out and, and let it fly and have fun and enjoy yourself because the work is done sure. you know, when you when you start thinking about this and thinking about that and how about this and try it that's when it starts getting over complicated so like I said it's just real simple just work as hard as you can you know work smart know what your what your goals are be true to yourself and um you know and obviously I can look back now especially with the perspective
0: of a lot of years of being out of sport is you know trust that God is going to take care of you yep. and
1: um you know, that that's where it comes that, that faith faith over fear mentality I mean you hear that a lot for a lot of different things Right. but just uh, you know trusting that what's going to be is going to be according to his will so you just have to put yourself in a position you know that's the Bible that everyone races yep. everyone runs the race but not everyone wins the prize so run run to win Sure. And so prepare to win and if if, if you don't win mm-hmm. you know, you know
0: Well, that's what I would want to hear if I, was, if I was your recruit, and I love that. And the other thing, too, as an objective observer, just as a fan, I always felt that Kerry McCoy took his match to his opponent, that you wrestled your match.
1: you're being aware of what your opponent's going to do but ultimately you have to focus on yourself yeah and i have to make sure that if i know you've got a really good high crotch yep okay i could spend a lot of time trying to stop you from getting to your high crotch sure or i could spend a lot of time making sure that if you get there i know how to counter yep. and that's where it came from with Stephen neal is a perfect example yep. i know that Steve is gonna he's gonna
0: he's gonna get to a double leg mm-hmm. you know
1: Sure. If not once, you know, but I know he's going to get, so I have to be ready to defend the double, not try to stop him from shooting it, because there's no way I'm going to stop him from from getting there, so i got to be ready to counter and ready to score on that, so, you know, that's what it is about focusing on myself and being aware of what they're going to do and make sure I have the skills and the the preparation ready to be ready to, uh, you know, take advantage of my opportunities
0: well and and that's that's beautiful and that's what led leads you as the successful coach you had a lot of success at maryland that led you now to your new adventures so talk a little bit about that transition from as the head coach in maryland some of the successes all americans that you had there into your new position as the executive director for the regional training center for the olympic movement out in california
1: yeah thanks for that and it's, sure. um, it's
0: Sure. Um, and, you know, and, and just an awesome story. And Justin
1: Pandrick, he made the semifinals, and he was a two-time All-American. So, you know, had that success in the, in the years they were here, and we were, you know, high level of wins and duels, high level of place in the conference tournament, and then went to Maryland and had a pretty successful run, won three conference championships, had, you know, over 13 individual All-Americans and, you know, a bunch of all-conference and NCAA you know, in the, the recent years in Maryland, was we, for the most part, um, you know, everyone that stayed with our program for, you know, their time, you know, three, four, or five years that, that sure. stayed on our team, they all graduated, and um, and they're all working now. And that was one thing that I would talk about consistently, because again, the the, the titles, the winning and losing, that's nice. It, it's a nice thing to write on a on a plaque and put on a trophy and hang on the wall. But you know, taking steps to be better and you know to help society to Be better is really what it is. And being being great husbands, great fathers, you know, great members of society, and, and so the majority of our guys that you know obviously they stayed with the program, they got their degrees, and they're working. There's some people that didn't stay with the program, may not have wrestled for their full time, uh, maybe you know had a couple guys transfer out. So we don't we're not able to track the people that transfer out with what they did, but I know every member that you know stayed and finished their career with uh, with us. Working and, uh, and has a degree, which you know that's something um, that's really important to I me mean, because now they have a better opportunity for success in, in their life with that college degree. And you know, obviously, the guy that graduated from Stanford, yep. you know, they're in a, a, a different category with a lot of things. And but you know, Maryland's a great school and one of the best public institutions
0: in the country, and, and they had some uh, some great opportunities. So, so that's the thing that I'm most proud about. Um, well, you know, Carrie that's a ripple effect. That's that's beautiful. Um, that you know that type of metric is important to you as a head coach, but more importantly, it, again, it, it, it speaks to your servant mentality of allowing these young men to matriculate into the society at large with a lot of chances. And that degree, that foundation gives them so much chances to be not only successful, but be, be effective as a, as a, a passer along of the lessons learned by you. And of course, your DNA from the people that you learn from and the people that you mentioned both at high school, college, and internationally. And that's really what it's all about. You know, it's paying it forward, like you said, but also giving back. And I love that. So you're now taking that same, that huge and really strong foundation from amazing universities, Penn State, Stanford, and Maryland, and now bringing it to the Olympic movement. So we're so excited to have you as that uh, person on the West Coast, so speak a little bit about what you're looking to achieve there.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great. Uh, thank you for that because um, you know we it's always as you see it. We talk about it's always been about serving. It's so all about you know producing positive members of society. And the great thing about the position now in California, like the regional trading center is. I can serve a much broader audience. Um, we, can, we can have the, the age group guys, the, the cadets and juniors that are eligible to train with the RTC, and then obviously the collegiate-age athletes, and then also the postgrads. And, and we also have a, a handful of veterans athletes. So we're we at a pretty wide spectrum of people that, that we are going to serve. In the, in the local area, but then also just being involved in the... California's got a great tradition top to bottom in their success in the sport of wrestling. So oh, yep. being able to really pour in and feed into, into that level. So our, our goal for our, for our athletes are, are pretty simple. we have a three-pronged approach. I mean, first is competitive success. We want to give, give athletes a resource to be able to compete at a high level and pursue world championships at all levels. And the second thing is we want to focus on giving back to their community um, serving as we can. Um, sure. You know, there's a lot of opportunities for wrestlers to give back, and and the third thing that's that's more unique for us that you know I'm not going to see at many other places really tie that that path to after wrestling. Um, you know, and, and and it's it's something that being here in Silicon Valley, there's a lot of a lot of uh, resources, pet companies, and you know those places where we can use the resources around and use the opportunities and connections to really build it and build build a full a full. Menu of opportunities where our athletes, as they're going through their competitive success, they're still building their skills for after wrestling. You know, networking and, and interviewing skills, and getting some job experiences. So, you know, those are the things, and, and we, we call it 360 degree 360 degree wrestler because sure. we're looking at complete and total commitment to not just winning on the mat, but winning in life, and um, you know, giving you the skills where you know your personal success and your personal competitive pursuits. That's that's where you're going to be spending. Time. you don't have to sacrifice that to, to give back and you know be in a local community organization and be able to inspire young people and, and give back at that level and then you know the the career piece of it is after wrestling to make sure you have these skills and, and be able to do it and, and the ultimate thing is you turn around you give back to the community but then you also give it back to the sport of wrestling and, and inspire the next the next generation of great leaders and great contributors so so we're really focused and fired up about that. We've got a, a, a very engaged board. Continue to build that out, and um, you know the staff. The nicest thing about the setup is being being tied to a college program and having a connection with the resources at Stanford. They sure. also have the freedom and flexibility for the college coaches to focus on the college and have a dedicated coach that can really pour into the, the RTC athletes. And and um, you know it's it's really an awesome setup.
0: Well, you know, and, and that is fantastic. I love. I absolutely love your mission, particularly the the after after wrestling mission part. It's so incredibly integral and vital as we wrap up, it's been a fantastic interview, Carrie. I really appreciate you being so generous with your time and with your passion for our sport, but more importantly for the young people under your charge. We end our our blood time podcast with asking the guest one or two nuggets of, of wisdom that you'd like to leave our audience with uh, to take with them.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, I appreciate that opportunity because, uh, sure. you know, one, one thing that I always talk about, no matter what you do, if there's, there's one little thing that I can do that helps somebody be better and improve, then it's a, it's a successful endeavor. So anything that I can pour into. And, and, and again, I'll go back to just a simple, simplified focus that I talk about is just 100% I like give everything you have, Right. So one of the things that uh, you know it, it's it's interesting because it, it gets kind of lost in in today's society. and you know the value of showing up and working hard, they, you know back in the day, that's kind of with the expectation. And now it's like you gotta sometimes you gotta actually try to try to the broker and, and try to negotiate to get people to work hard, no matter what fields you're in. So sure, show up, work as hard as you can. Yes, and you know right there, that's that's a that's a huge deal. So, um, so that that's the first thing I want to say. Just show up and, and, and work as hard you can. Give your best, right? That's yep. something that you think is it's it's uh, common knowledge, but you see it all the way across the board and every. It, some people just don't have that that commitment, and I don't know. I don't necessarily think it's always you know an, a, a, a malicious thing. It's just sometimes the people just don't have that. Hey, show up and work hard, right? Yeah. Show up on time and work hard. Yep. And so that will be the, the number one thing that I that I believe in. And the second thing, again, cliche is it's. You know just make sure that you don't give up on yourself make sure you give yourself believe in yourself like that you know so you show up and you work hard you do everything you can to be successful and then don't let anyone tell you
0: that you can't do something now obviously we hope it's positive sure right but don't listen to to the naysayers don't don't follow the statistics don't follow
1: the you know it's like hey set a goal work hard and you know go all in and if you don't get it don't Reason for you not reaching goals is because you didn't, you didn't give it your all. You didn't. You let someone else talk you out of it. You know, if you go and you try, it just wasn't meant to be. Yes. It you know, wasn't part of God's plan for you. Yep. Hey, I can live with that. But if you, oh well, Johnny said this, or Mom said this, or you know, Coach said this, and that's why I didn't do it. And then ten years you look back, because the biggest thing that I talk about when it comes to you know just kind of when you're stepping away from something is not having any regrets. And if you come back and, you know, after a match, after a test, after a job interview, you go like, man, I wish I would have done this. It's like, you know, you had the you, you had to, you know, to this so, you know, don't let anybody talk you out of anything. Don't, you know, don't let any, any reason for you not reaching something, you know, if, if it, if it's not about you and your level of commitment, and your, don't don't let anything like that, anything else outside that influence. So so now, obviously you, you take, you take, advice and you hear what different people say, but don't ever let someone derail you because of, you know, their feelings or their shortcomings. Just understand that, hey, do your best, and if it doesn't happen, it just wasn't meant to be, What the not according planned.
0: I love that. So you've dropped some serious wisdom, spirit, and inspiration on us, and I could not thank you more for being part of Bloodtime Carrie and now Bloodtime Family. And so I wish you the absolute best in your new exciting adventure and all the people that you're going to inspire to do great things as they go through your system. Thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity for coming on. I hope we can do it again sometime soon.
0: We are all blood. This is Coach Cimaroni, and love to all. Our next sponsor, Infinite Search Solutions, is Northeast Ohio's premier recruiting and placement service. They make it easy, fast, and simple to find the right people to help you build the perfect team. I personally know Matt Burns and his team. They will find you the candidates you need. Call them today at 440-249-0485 or visit them on the web at www.in hyphen finite that's f-i-n-i-t-e dot com matt burns thank you so much we love you infinite search solutions i want to share with you my thought of the day agendas are a thing of the past it's time for authentic humanity